Hey, 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 I'm your host, the Dr. Danko, come on in. You've been missing out, so let's begin. Oh, 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 pumpkin underscore crumb is your host here, too. When you hear the beat, you know what to do. Why didn't I you want me? Why didn't I you want me now? Why didn't I you want me? Why didn't I you want me? Hey. Good evening and welcome to Why Did Not You Warn Me. I'm your host, Matthew the Dr. Danko. Hillary Crumb. I'm the you too. If you will. I will. I won't. I'm gonna go. Don't go. Okay. Um no, at the no. last No. Um the last few episodes that we had, I like uploaded them pretty close together like back to back because we had been away for so long but had this backlog of and that was a long time ago (laughs) that was a long time ago that was like the beginning of december no it was the period between christmas and new year does it matter that much it does um because i'd listened to like those episodes to figure out what the titles would be and everything Um, because i don't like do it as we go i kind of just refresh my mind and then come up with making it. it up as you go yeah Anybody have a map? Um, and what I found consistently throughout all of those episodes is that we never do a proper intro. <laughs> we always <laughs> fuck it up. And because you're always doing something weird. I'm not. You just stuck your finger in my mouth. That, that was not my intention. I was trying to boop your snoot, and you opened up your mouth for some reason. So that was both of us. To bite you, obviously. It was unobvious. <laughs> So we're back. Welcome to the show. It's a new year. 2020 vision. No. No? Same us? Same us. New year. Um, (laughs) And we actually didn't podcast throughout the entire month of January. We talked a lot about it. Yeah, we talked about podcasting. We We said this would be a good podcast. Yep. As we do routinely in our everyday life. (laughs) Yeah, mostly on the long drive. Yeah. Um, Because we get into our intense discussions about comic books. (laughs) Yeah, no matter what we start out talking about on the beginning of the drive, about halfway through we always end up on DC and what they've done wrong. <laughs> and what Marvel and has conversely done right. Right. Although DC getting better. I know, and that's getting partly better. what we're going to talk about. Right. Um, with the DCCW's crossover event. Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah, and it was. Hashtag. No, but it, it was it was dope. There's a lot to talk about with it. It's a lot um, to unpack. We're going to try to keep this episode, you know, about the same length as all of our... So between 40 minutes and two hours. <laughs> right. You know, as we normally do. I mean, I will say that in an hour and four minutes, I have to go check on the ribs that we have in the oven. All right. That's fine. Um, so we'll try to use that as a guide, because you actually have a timer going. I do have a timer going. Um, so, where do we want to start with this? There's just a lot to cover. Right. Um, well, we did a live stream before Crisis. Yeah, which which was awesome. Yeah, we talked about, well, we tried to talk about the very, the different DCCW shows lead-in to Crisis, because Mm -hmm. before... The um, 
before hour one of the crisis event, we knew nothing about what was going to happen. We knew that the monitor was there and was maybe a good guy and maybe not. Mm -hmm. And we knew the characters that were going to be involved, mostly, (laughs) with some surprises. Yeah, with all the episodes that led up to Crisis, they, I think with the exception of maybe The Flash, mm-hmm. they didn't talk about the impending Crisis, yeah. even those that knew. Right. And instead, the what we got was at the end of an episode, it would be the, like, teaser yeah. scene of Nash, yeah. Wells. Yeah, with the same, it was the same scene of yeah. Nash with, like, the wall with the symbols on it. They had, like, tracked down the anti-monitor and found his, like, all these symbols, and when he activated the symbols in a certain sequence, this door opened up, and it's, like, the screen filled with white. And we saw that four different times. Yeah. Five? Four, because Legends wasn't airing. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, do we want to, like, dive right into thoughts and feelings, or... Um... I mean, I kind of do. Yeah, okay. that's probably a good place to go. Okay, so in the lead into Crisis, the one misstep that I thought they took was that they have long established that characters on these shows communicate with each other. Yeah. Um, and the event that was going to be Crisis, all we knew was that it was going to be the biggest thing they had ever faced. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for? For my phone. Oh, okay. And... I thought that at least Team Flash and Team Arrow would have communicated with each other about this impending crisis because they've established that these characters are friends and have worked together. Absolutely. Especially Barry and Oliver. Yeah, like Barry and Oliver are both convinced pre-crisis that they're going to die. Yeah. And I I thought it might have been nice to have a little communication sound effect. Like, I kind of get why they didn't. I get why Arrow didn't. I'm surprised Barry didn't, like, yeah. seek more wisdom from Yeah, from Aaron. Oliver. He's like, I've got this responsibility. And, like, that would have also been a good thing not to, like, take away from, like, our thoughts and feelings of the whole thing. But if Barry goes to Oliver about, like, we saw all these different realities yeah. Yeah. and the only one that worked was when I died. Oliver would have flipped shit. Because Oliver would have... Well, it could have gone two ways. Oliver would have given Barry the advice, like, from a place of, like, you're a hero. We're going to do everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen. Knowing he made a deal with the Monitor right? in one of the other crossover events. Yeah, that Barry's not going to die. Yeah. And he doesn't actually have to worry about and it. And so but... he's saying it from a place to reassure Barry, but also knowing that he's not going to die. And, right. like, he can 100% with confidence be like, Mm -hmm. you're going to be okay. Which would have been, it would have been crazy because we have been told from the pilot episode of The Flash, Mm -hmm. there has been this promise of this article that, like, is from the future and all it says is, Flash vanishes in crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Oliver firmly believing that Barry was going to be fine. And, like, the entire show of The Flash... At least once in every season, that crisis newspaper headline mm-hmm. is like a focal point of mm-hmm. 
the overarching story. Of yeah, movie. various parts of it, like seeing the byline is Iris West Allen, yeah. like blows yeah, yeah. Baby Barry's mind, or like yeah, and they're trying. Like to... in the first episode, it's like oh, this Harrison Wells isn't who he says he is. He knows events that are about the future, yeah. and it's just like there's a lot to take in in that one scene in like the first episode. Yeah, but then they keep fucking with timelines and, and changing things, things change and things go yeah. back to normal. But Flash vanishing stays pretty constant. Yeah. It's like the it's the one thing that seems to be assured no matter what happens. Yeah. Which I have some thoughts and feelings about, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, yeah, so we go into crisis with the knowledge that we're pretty sure Barry's going to die somehow, mm-hmm. and we're also pretty sure Oliver's going to die because of the deal he made with the Monitor, but also because of the not insignificant fact that this is Arrow's final season, and yeah. that would be a beautiful conclusion to Oliver, to Oliver's arc. Yeah. I thought I 100% was convinced that he was going to sacrifice himself so Barry didn't have to die. Absolutely. Because that, that would have been a beautiful ending for Oliver Queen. Yeah. And their friendship. And yeah, like, and the mentorship. And, and then it also sets up, like, how Barry himself deals with it mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah, and how, like... Because Arrow has been, like, the linchpin of this universe. Yeah. So you have to assume that Flash, as, like, the next senior member Mm -hmm. of this community, is going to become the next focal point. But there wasn't, like, a clear passing of the torch. Not between those two. No. No. But, so, we get into crisis, and things are happening fast. Hour one was nuts. Yeah, it was one really was, hard was to probably the like, most nuts one. So much happened, yeah. like including Oliver's death. Right at the top. Right at the top, we didn't see it happen. We're just no. like he's dying. Like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> he was in a random fight that didn't even look that big. They didn't even put that much mustard on it, and all of a sudden, Oliver's dying. Well, I think the fight looked bigger as it went on. It was how little attention they put on him. Yeah, on yeah, on his because moment. every so like in that series of scenes, all of the heroes that we've met, or at least a good handful of them. Maybe it's not all of them yet. They haven't recruited all of them. I think they have. I think to begin hour one of Crisis, they, they yank, yank everyone. everyone. Um, Lila as right, the as harbinger. The, yeah, goes and gets everyone. Um, and they're all fighting these, like, they look like time wraiths, but I don't know. They look like Dementors. <laughs> yeah, like a cross between the two, and I guess they're, like, minions of the Anti-Monitor or something. Right. I'm still unclear as to their function. And the Anti-Monitor name came out of nowhere. Like, I, I had never heard that yeah. ever until yeah. they were like, oh, yeah, we have to fight the Anti-Monitor. I'm like, oh, we do? <laughs> That's the bad guy? Well, maybe it's just because I started hearing it before Crisis, like, online. Okay, but it wasn't mentioned in the I don't, yeah, I think it was not in anything other than the Crisis event. Right. Even before he's on screen, they maybe say it once or twice. Yeah, because, like, I thought thought one of the very cool things about the lead into Crisis is that we had no idea what it was going to be. But then I would have thought that telling us what it was going to be would have been, like slightly bigger deal yeah yeah absolutely because it wasn't it wasn't like they were purposefully obfuscating Mm -hmm. they just weren't giving us very much and i mean maybe it was 
an assumption that the people who were going to be excited about this were people who were familiar with the story already. Yeah. Although now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so, like, the Anti-Monitor doesn't really have a presence. Like, he is the big bad in this. Like, the crisis is like really the event. But, yeah, we see him, like, a little bit towards the end of the crossover. Played by the same actor who plays the monitor. Yeah. But Apparently. now I'm thinking, like, it's been a long time since I watched, or since I read the Crisis on Infinite Earths um, graphic novel, like the series of 12 issues, I think it is. Um, I don't even know if I've read it all. Um, because I don't actually have the trade paperback of it. It's okay. something that's on my list. Um, but with the Anti-Monitor being such a background, like the Monitor was even bigger than the Anti-Monitor in terms of presence and character. In the show or in the comics? In the com or in the, 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 the show okay. that we watched. In the yeah. CW's presentation. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. We yeah. get a lot of time with the Monitor yes. versus the Anti-Monitor. Yeah, which is why, like, the reveal that there is an anti-monitor, yeah. I thought it would be should have bigger. been pretty big. Yeah. But I'm wondering if it wasn't, because even with all the shit that's happening, these five crossover episodes are way more about the characters versus, like, the conflict that each of them have individually. Mm-hmm. Like, and we'll get to this in detail, but like right. Kate Kane's part is all character driven. Yeah. It's not oh really God, that was about, so We're gonna have to talk about like, that. you know, the threat of crisis or anything right. like that. Like it's they're, about developing they're each on these own, their own quest to go find something that'll help them stop crisis or defeat the anti-monitor. Yeah. But overall their biggest conflicts and shit that they're dealing with is all like their relationship. Yeah, their internal journey. Yeah. Um, like, Oliver's in particular is all like yeah. him and his family and right. city and like everything that we know about his character. Mm-hmm. Barry, you know, he knows he's going to vanish in crisis, but he the whole time in the lead up to crisis, he's worried about the people he's leaving behind. Yeah, like he's not looking for a way out. He's looking to make sure yeah. that, yeah, that what's left behind is stable and that everyone he loves survives. Right. Because that's always been important to him. Exactly. And to Oliver. I mean, and to... his whole origin, he couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna start crying if I finish that. Time. I know, I know. But like <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, you know, I'm not super. Like I watched a lot of it leading up to this event, um, but because their last, like the last episode of the crossover was kicking off their season, right? I'd imagine, well, with Sarah, now that Oliver's gone, yeah, like, and she's lost her team over a bunch of different seasons, like parts of her team. It's all about how she has to cope with being the leader of this group. And, mm-hmm. you know, sure, they can toss out jokes and rewrite history <laughs> and all that, like Legends does. But I think it's really just about her, you know, living in a world without Oliver and, like, okay. somebody that. I'm getting a little bit like. ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But So, yeah, I, your uh, point is that it's it was about character journey more than it was about the big bad. The event itself. Yeah, but. They put a lot of mustard on the event. I mean, the event is big in terms of what is happening. Yeah. Like, like the result, I should mm-hmm. say. I, the plot was a little muddy for me. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, it was spectacular. Mm-hmm. It was what it 
promised to be. Well, yeah, even the first <laughs> episode with, like, the crazy death of Oliver, yeah. the first episode was like, holy shit, crisis has happened. <laughs> there were, like, 5,000 cameos in the first hour. Yeah, and we'll get to the cameos <laughs> later on. but Because they meant way more to you than they did to me. Absolutely. Yeah, because I am, I don't know if I've made this clear, but I am not a DC fan, historically. Historically. That might be changing. It's shifting. I will say it's shifting. And not in terms of, like, who's the bigger thing, Marvel no. or DC. No. But like Just in no. terms of being able to actually enjoy the characters right. and the stories, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, because it means that DC is developing content that is interesting to more than just people who love the comics. Right. Like, okay. realizing there is another audience, and you can right. cater both of them. Exactly. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I get your point about the character development, but, I mean, like, I don't want to compare it to Marvel, and I also am not saying that they should have done an Infinity War-like focus on the villain. Yeah. But a little more. I I definitely think a little more. The threat would have felt a little more real. Right. If we had gotten to know it in any way. Yeah, because it kind of, like, shifts back and forth between, like, crisis is the thing yeah and like the anti-monitor caused the crisis but right which one are what are we like it was very unclear and there was also a lot of conflict in the lead-in as to whether or not we could trust the monitor right and then all of a sudden we're just like oh okay i guess he's fine it's the anti-monitor that's the one that we have to watch yeah um yeah it was it was a lot to juggle even Mm -hmm. for having five episodes to theoretically focus on the five characters I mean, they didn't do that. No. Like, uh, <laughs> they they were focusing on everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the first three hours moved a lot faster than the latter two. Yeah. The latter two were much easier to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watched them back to back. The last two? The last yeah, two, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the first three were spread out over three, three nights. Days. Yeah. Um, and then there was a huge, win- like, the winter break, and then, like, January... Mid-January, we get we got four and five. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, the okay, so what was notable about hour one for you? Like, just across the board? Anything, yeah. Um, I also don't remember what specifically happened in which hour, so yeah. this is going to get a little messy, but if anything stood out right, in right. the first hour. Um, well, yeah, that's the thing. So with these crossovers, they they do a very good job at blending them together. Yeah, so I kept forgetting which, which show we were yeah. watching. <laughs> and, like, I'm wondering what would be more effective, blending them like they do, mm-hmm. or because the shows, as much as they do feel like they're in the same universe, they're the way the, the teams, like, their dynamics are and just the atmosphere of the shows. The orbits are just, like, a little slightly bit Slightly different. different, right. Yeah. Whereas, like, we have Dark Oliver Queen... And then we have light and fun Barry, who's also dramatic, but then on Kara's show, yeah. she's like bubbly and... Yeah, and then we have Legends, which is off the rails. It's so off the rails. And we then have, we have Batwoman. We have Kate Kane, who doesn't know what she is yet. But... Exactly. <laughs> but like, they all just feel different. I don't know, in terms of the crossover, if there's a way to make them each yeah. fit the tone of the show that they're supposed to fit in with, mm-hmm. or if blending them is the better idea. And like, the main... One of the main problems that I had with Crisis is Mm -hmm. something that I am always going to have with any crossover ever, is that a huge part of what I love about these shows is the team. Yeah. And because of just the magnitude of how many things you're trying to combine, Mm -hmm. you can't give equal focus 
to the side characters of every show. Right. I thought it was bullshit that we saw Cisco for like a minute and a half. I know. I was so ticked because he would have been and that's, front line. That's kind of <laughs> like, what I mean because when if you're focusing on just like the tone of the show for that hour, yeah. Like, Cisco would be way more involved in the Flash episode because yeah. that's his hour. And so. if there was, yeah, so like if each hour was presented as like each team having a piece of the puzzle to solve. Yeah. So each show could get its, you know, its just desserts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if Oliver got what he deserved in Crisis in terms of his show, not in terms of himself. Okay. I would say Kate Kane, done. Yeah, Check. Yeah. She was played beautifully, which we will talk about in a mm-hmm. minute. She got a fully contained story that helped her move forward. Um, she might be the only one <laughs> that got that got like that I thought was treated well completely in the crossover. I mean, got like a fully formed story of her own. You don't think Oliver did? No. I think his death in hour one. His death in hour one is ridiculous. But by hour three, four, and five, Mm -hmm. I liked where they had taken his story. I I liked where it ended. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily like how it got there. I admit it got there quickly. Like having him die and then them bringing him back and then. It, like I, I I do think that was unnecessary. Yeah. But because he stayed dead. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I think his death at the end would have been more impactful had he not died in the first hour and then just left us confused. I just think they should have focused on his death and it like either his death happens in hour two instead, mm-hmm. or you know we were like, is this is he, yeah, like, is this what? really it? <laughs> because like, <laughs> when those time wraiths or whatever are, like, swarming him and he's shooting his arrows and then he gets down, he doesn't have any arrows He, like, left. lays down his bow. There's this moment where it becomes slow motion and he drops his bow and just makes a run at them. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been better if we saw, if we were allowed time to see the build-up to mm-hmm. him, like, doing everything he can with against yeah. these is just this one-man army at that point for whatever reason i can't remember right and then being like he has no other choice he yeah throws down the bow and then he never needs the bow and then you could even like have i don't know at that time i can't remember what anyone else is doing right but you could have very off doing something and then run to meet oliver Mm-hmm. But Oliver is already in, like, his run into sacrificing himself and Barry not being fast enough to save even oh, Oliver. That and then would have when been it good. comes yeah. back at the end, it, like, yeah. completes that in a way. I don't know. It just would have. Yeah, Oliver's death at the end um, was good. Yeah. You know, he laid down his life to save the world. The world. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do. I don't think we've talked about. We sort of very purposefully didn't talk about the last two hours so we could do it on this podcast, yeah. <laughs> but that was a long time ago. Um, so my only issue with uh, the moment of Oliver's death mm-hmm. was he had spent so much time talking about how he was doing it so that Barry and Kara could live because they were the best of what the world had to offer. Yeah. And then when he finally falls, 
it's Barry and Sarah who I are there. Do, I do agree. And it like, shouldn't have been. Character, like, narrative level, Sarah makes sense because mm. she's from his past. But. Yeah. <laughs> Barry on one side, Carl on the other. on the other, and Oliver laying down literally in the middle yeah, of them. Yeah, like, I agree. Way better. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I know a couple of my other issues you have differing viewpoints on. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and should we talk about that? We can. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess for Sarah, you know, like you said, narratively, like her relationship with Oliver yeah. was pre- very present in Arrow, mm-hmm. um, but also because we have the last hour of Crisis be the Legends of Tomorrow, right? having her, her season for her show start off with yeah. that. I don't know. Like, it makes sense, but I do agree, Kara and Barry. Yeah, because, I mean, he has, Oliver had said on multiple occasions that they were just the best and brightest of what humanity has to offer. And plus, he doesn't have, like, a relationship with Kit Kane, so she shouldn't be there. No. I mean, I would love for her to be there, but there was was no reason. (laughs) Like, I I feel bad for you, Oliver, but I I just met you, like, a week ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have loved to see Kate and Oliver interact more because yeah, yeah. she, I think, is like coming in to fill the the void of oh, yeah. that like dark and broody character. Especially based on her, not not even just her scene that we'll talk about later, yeah. but her interaction with him, with Oliver. Yeah, the quick one. Yeah, yeah, in like the dreamy version yeah, of um, going to find him. Right. Palmer Technologies. Something. Yeah, she yeah. saw him like admitting to having feelings or something, and she was like, "Oh, I should do that." <laughs> I do I think like it was feeling, better than it, that, it but... was, I'm pretty sure it was about like trusting people. <laughs> so having feelings for others. Right. Like no. yeah, having people that you trust and care about and letting them know you. Yeah. And she was like, instead oh. of being as guarded as we know Batman is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Love that journey for her. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, what other issues did you have that I differed from? We'll talk about that. So, like, the the biggest one was, um, Flash vanishing in crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do you want to explain? You can explain it. I'll talk forever about it. Okay, great. So, well, I don't know how to introduce it, though, because we have the other Barry Allen. So, in one of the other crossovers and one of the times... Barry fucks up. <laughs> you need to be more specific. <laughs> right. Barry the, fucks the with time. Things go badly. Season three fuck up. Versus the season four fuck up. Versus 4.5. Yeah. No, he fucks up um, all the time and I love him for it. So. So stupid. We, at some point we met Jay Garrick of Earth 2. Um, and not the fake Jay Garrick that was right. actually Zoom. We met John Wesley Ship is the actor's name, but he also plays Barry's dad. Which is that it's significant that it's that actor because he was the Flash on the TV show in the nineties. In the nineties, yeah. nailed it. Um, so eventually, when timelines are shifted and stories are made up again, John Wesley Ship, <laughs> Wesley Ship, is no longer Jay Garrick or even Barry's dad. But he plays Barry Allen the on Flash. another Earth. On Earth ninety, I want to say it is that's because right. of the oh, like that's what they did for all of the ones. Oh, that's, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. They did, there's a lot of yeah. like it's so clear that the people 
who created like these shows individually and this crossover together, mm-hmm. they deeply love the source material yeah. and, and there are easter eggs all over the place for people that and can even find them in the aftermath show yeah hosted by kevin smith um <laughs> what what i almost did that um, here for you yeah um as some of the creators or writers are talking about it you can just see how much um they enjoyed doing it and i love that yeah. I, like it's so much more fun to watch things made by people that really really love it yeah it shows yeah. And I mean cast as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um so yeah, we have Right. <laughs> Earth ninety Barry Allen comes to help with the crisis. Right. So there's some like <laughs> I'm not gonna do this justice. There's okay. like some elaborate setup there's where later. There, there has to be a flash on this magic treadmill or the world's gonna explode. <laughs> it is pretty much like a magic right. treadmill. Um and if you go below fifty miles per hour it'll blow up. But, right, so there has to be a flash on the treadmill, but if Flash like runs as fast as he would have to to keep the world... No, he has to run faster than 50 because it has to generate some power surge Before to we continue, destroy it, something. It, it wasn't actually 50 miles per hour. That's I mean, a, that seems that's, really that's slow. That's a reference to the movie Speed in which the bus cannot go under 50 miles per I hour. I did not get that. I saw it as you were saying it out loud. <laughs> She's, like that seems that's really really slow, slow for a speedster. For flash, like fifty miles an hour. That was the magic speed. But you were on board with it. And I mean, I was I ready to that keep you going with caught it. That. But no. Um, so anyway, the speed that he has to go to generate this like surge of power yeah, to yeah, destroy yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. There's um, like I think it's like the it's like any lo- evil machine yeah. that's causing the crisis or something right. like that. Um, yeah. So if Flash reaches the speed necessary to destroy the machine, he will like disintegrate. Yeah. Basically, it will destroy his cells yeah, and he'll yeah. die. Um, so this is the end of hour three, not the end. It was like. 45 yeah, minutes-ish. It was, something it was like close. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I was like fully sad that like Barry is going to die mm-hmm. at the end of hour three and then we're going to have this long break where we think he's dead and then of course he will come back dramatically because they're not canceling that show that yet. It would have been good. It would have been good. Yeah. It would have been really good. Um, but that is not what happened. No. <laughs> so the reason we were sure to men- mention John Wesley's ship. Yeah. Yeah, nailed it. Um and the fact that he is also Barry Allen and the Flash mm-hmm. is that he's the one that jumped back into the treadmill yeah. and took Barry's place. Yeah. Which, okay, so at you as a DC fan mm-hmm. and someone who is aware of the history there, yeah. that meant a lot to you because the show in the 90s did not get a proper resolution for that Barry Allen, for that Flash. Right. So... In that sense, that moment was cathartic and mm-hmm. was lovely. And they even and... show a clip from the old show yeah, I to like tie off his story yeah. that, that he didn't get to when they actually right. did the show. So, yeah, that is a lovely moment for that character that means almost nothing to me. So And I understand that. The promise that The Flash had been making since the pilot Mm-hmm. is that Flash vanishes in crisis. It's like, oh, you didn't say which Flash. That I mean, is a cheap fucking move, and I'm mad about it. But they've done that before. Right, but this is bigger. No. Like, they threatened to kill him a bunch of times. No, what I'm saying is, like, while I, while I admit there are better ways to do it, I, I still think, like, even when fucking 
Draco Malfoy <laughs> is on the show, and oh, yeah. he's being telepathically manipulated by by mm, Alchemy. Well, no, he is Alchemy. He, yeah, he, manipulated he, by yeah. Savitar. Right, right, right. Alchemy, who is manipulated by Savitar. Right. He keeps saying, I am the future Flash. And we think he is the future, comma, Flash, but it's he's the future Flash is what he was actually saying. Right. So we find out that Savitar is Barry Allen, but from the future. Right. That has gone and fucking Right, died. right. So I get their idea of sort of like going back to something like that, where all we know is that the Flash dies in crisis, or the right. Flash vanishes in crisis. Right. We, yeah, we know that. There are multiple Earths, infinite Earths of Flashes, so I understand why he would jump in in the last second. I do think Barry dying and then that break, that would have been that would have been good great, TV. dramatic. Yeah. Like, I would have eaten that shit up. Uh, like, even I would more. have been screaming, crying. Like, it's even though they told us they told us the whole, like, beginning part of the Flash season that this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And to have it be like a bait and switch like that, mm-hmm. I thought severely undercut what could have been a really intensely dramatic moment. Yeah. For, like, the arc of Crisis. Right. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I didn't like it. It did not do it for me. <laughs> I know. You have problems with Crisis as a whole. I did, but that was probably my biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Like, I, yeah. For, so for, for the whole audience that has been watching just these shows. Right. But not What you've funny. described, I would have loved to see. But I get why they did it this way, and I'm not mad about it. But, you know, if it's hard because we, we can't actually compare the two because one right. of them doesn't exist. Right. Yeah, and I mean, like, for an audience with people like you who mm-hmm. are aware of the history and for creators who are intensely aware of the history, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that was, you know, an intense, impactful, emotional moment, but it seemed to be in service of a different character than the one that we had connected with. Yeah. That I had connected with. But I wonder, too, if they just didn't want to take, because nobody else really dies, they didn't want to take away from Oliver's death. Well, they fucked that up, too. <laughs> I know. shouldn't have killed him in hour one. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna stick with it. I, I agree with that. Okay, great. I said like hour I two know. probably. Because <laughs> then it's like, oh my god, we don't have Oliver. We don't have the Flash. And even though, like, we would get the Flash almost immediately, and then the, after we return from the break, right? It would be like a a preview of like. What happens when Barry's gone? Yeah. And how do these new heroes? How do yeah, they deal? How with do they that? deal with it? And how but do then they he deal would with come back yeah, and getting him fine. back? Yeah. yeah. It would have been nuts. I mean, yeah. It, it would have been really, really cool. Um. Yeah. So before we get to how hour three ended, yeah. Let's talk about Kate Kane. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> I mean, we have to do it together. I'm I know, not going to do it. I, know, I talked about Barry. I know. That's fair. <laughs> I loved Kate yeah. Kane. Like, in a shocking turn of events, my favorite part of Crisis <laughs> was the Batman part. <laughs> and not just, like, the Kate Kane Batwoman, but, but like, like, the Batman. interaction with Batman yeah. and what that did for her character and for her, like, development and her growth and her interaction with the other characters. Yeah. Like, 
So I guess yeah, since, <laughs> since we've talked of, about the, the 90s Flash, this whole crossover was like infused and drenched in cameos. I do not like the word drenched. It was disgustingly moist. <laughs> with Doesn't cameos. bother me. <laughs> it's real juicy. Stop it. I'm going to leave. Um, but yeah, so like in hour one, when crisis is happening, we get a glimpse of all the other Earths that exist in the multiverse. Right. Um, and we have to see them all be destroyed. Yeah, like that's that's the takeaway is just that <laughs> everything is dying. Everything you love is dead. <laughs> and they all do a real cool thing with like every Earth that we jump to, like Earth 89 or Earth 66, the, the number of that Earth represents almost like the year in which that show that or world movie yeah exactly yeah. so we get to see a glimpse of michael keaton's 89 batman with one of the actors that was in that movie to cameo as his role then we see like burt ward from the 66 batman who was robin um and matt is like every 30 seconds just shitting his pants <laughs> because they got so many like they i said it's so drenched Stop it. in cameos <laughs> he like it was rough. It was so <laughs> hard to sit next. It to. was so much uh, for my brain to handle, and we even got to see like the Birds of Prey 2003 show that nobody watched and failed. But well, let's talk about the 2020 Birds uh, of Prey movie at a later date. Yeah, that'll be the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we get to see all these different cameos, and like at the same time, we get to see them <laughs> die <laughs> immediately. Destroyed. For like the one thing I think that the DC movies are known for, it's that they're ability to connect their universes has always been shit. They've never been able, like, even the newest universe that they were creating right. with Ben Affleck, Batman, Fell apart and so forth. Yeah, they replaced everyone, and they're going off with weird sequels and such. So we it's finally get know. to see them share a universe, and <laughs> immediately... CW. Yeah, like... that's the biggest surprise. But at the same time, like, the CW has, like, pretty consistently blown my mind they've been nailing these dc shows yeah um i never thought i was gonna care about any dc characters ever yeah which when batwoman (sighs) became a thing yeah like it became you know batman but through a different prism Mm -hmm. or a different audience in a sense yeah and it works bigger a little gay girl and i am in like vocally (laughs) yeah Yeah. she runs a, a what is it? It's, a, like, it's, it's like a, a gay farm? real estate. Oh, real estate. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's a gay real estate. Because <laughs> she's Kate Agency, Kane and everything she, she touches is gay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's right across from like the restaurant that kicked her out for being gay. Right. And she like hangs that. a rainbow flag in yeah, the window. Like real prominently. like butch and non-traditionally feminine. And, and just I everything that they've shown us about so her character has been great. Yeah. And then when you get to Crisis, her whole part, they go... And see Batman of a different Earth. And that Batman is played by Kevin Conroy, who... Which is very emotional for you and a lot of people. So much. Not me. Um, Because he did the voice of Batman on the animated series in the 90s. um, And has voiced Batman in a lot of, like, almost everything from the 90s till recently. Um, And it it seems to be a role that he loves. Yeah. And he enjoys reprising and being a part of and... Um, so he gets, and he finally gets to be like a live action version of Batman. Super cool. And like an old, decrepit old Bruce Wayne. Bruce, and like, so 
on Batwoman the show, uh, we haven't met Batman yet. Mm. Kate ha- is like writing voiceover letters like, to him, yeah, yeah. like journal entries, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we know very little about Bruce Wayne, and we sort we like you and I figured that mm-hmm. Batman was going to have to come into this somehow because how can you line up all of these other giants and not even mention Batman? Right, especially with Superman. Yeah. Being prominent on the show. And Superman's great. And all the emphasis, he is really great. Yeah. Um, I'll fight anyone that says he's not, like, one of the best Superman. Are people saying that? Yeah. Of course they like are. Like, constantly online. They shit on his version specifically. I know. I wish you could see my face and the journey I'm going on. <laughs> now, this is an audio podcast. <laughs> you can do an ASMR of your facial expressions. <laughs> um, he's great. Yeah, he's awesome. But anyway. And with all the emphasis they were putting on Batwoman that Batman's been gone for three years. Right. It made he sense not to, to give up. him, like, an entire hour. Right. But to have him come in and, like, even, like, just, like, hand them the answer to what <laughs> right. they needed to do. Yeah, like, we figured he was going to show up because it would be good for Crisis. But I didn't want that story to take away from Kate Kane's story yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that on the show they will bring Bruce Wayne in at some point. But I th- I and hope... I think that's why, like... Yeah, but they had to do it a little bit in Crisis. Yeah, yeah. And what they did, which was brilliant, um, they had to go to a different Earth. Mm-hmm. And they met that Earth's Batman. Yeah. Which is perfect, because it, you know, it scratches that itch for this story, but it doesn't complicate Kate's individual story yet. And we get to see Batman, so because he's old Batman, um, you know, he doesn't, I don't think he puts the suit, that suit on anymore, but we see him in this, like, titanium mech suit type thing, um, because he, he, I think his spine is broken and he can't like actually that, walk, yeah. um, because of what we find out is an altercation he has with Superman. Right. Um, and, like, as Kate Kane... Because, like, for Kate Kane, it's a version of her cousin. Right. Which, um, which she was, like, close to. She also, this yeah. is important, um, she goes there with Supergirl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so that they can find, uh, I can't remember what they're trying to find. Um, I don't know, some indication that, oh, they're trying to find the Paragon of Courage. Yeah. So yeah. one of the uh, things throughout the crisis is we have to find seven Horcruxes. Um <laughs> In order to stop this sure from happening. Yeah. And like, there's already so much other shit going right. on. We now have another Really? Quest we gotta go. Right. We have to go find um, the Deathly Hallows. But the paragons of hope, courage, love, honesty, humanity. Humanity, and. Oh, wait, there's seven. Uh, smartness. Yeah! <laughs> No. Of, of good brains. Of good brains and luck. Do I need to look this up? Yeah. Okay. You need to do well, right, vamp right for thing. a little bit. Um, <laughs> but these seven Horcruxes are going to allow them to stop crisis from happening. And what we've found out is that each one of our heroes represents that paragon of whatever. Plus something we have to go create. Yeah. Um, so... They go to Earth. I, I'm not even sure what Earth it is uh, to see old Bruce Wayne, who is bitter. Um, hopefully for the Paragon of Courage, which I don't know if I said. I think I said. 
Okay. Yeah, they were going to look for the paragon of courage, who yeah. they believed was was that Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Of um, that something. Yeah. <laughs> um. So when they get there, we find out that Bruce Wayne is crazy at this point. He has a trophy case of all of like the heroes and villains he's murdered. Um, which is like super cool because that's a Batman we have never seen before. Yeah. Batman like off the deep end, and like we get a taste of that sort of in Batman v Superman. Okay, where... Hold please. Um, Paragons of courage, Paragon of hope, Paragon of destiny. Destiny. That was Sarah. Truth. Truth. Justice. Wow. Um, this is we have three paragons yet to be revealed. God damn it. <laughs> I think we got them all now though. Destiny. Eventually. Hope. Truth, justice, love, humanity, love, and courage. That's it. Good, nailed it. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so we think ba- they think Batman is gonna be the paragon of courage. Yeah, and I believe Kate Kane is the one to suggest this because she knows Bruce Wayne and his yeah taking on the role of Batman and everything. Right. Like, it's gotta be him. Like, that's yeah. kind of what she goes into it thinking. So they get there and they see the trophy case, um, and Kara is with her. Um, yeah, there are a pair of glasses or something in the case. Clark Kent's glasses. Clark Kent's glasses. And Kara, that is Kara's first indication that all is not well in Whoville. Yeah, that this guy This is possibly not what we're looking cousin. for. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about that till just now. Yeah. They're both the cousins of the heroes that... Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of Superman oh, and Batman. That is why they're besties. Oh, I love them so much. Um, yeah, so Kate is emotional at being reunited with Bruce, who has yeah. been missing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she's, like, talking to him while Kara is, like, x-ray visioning things, finding yeah, yeah. out, like, what's there and what's in store. What happens next? I don't know. Um, well, I'm pretty sure it's just that they have this conversation about... Or Kate and Bruce Wayne have this conversation about, like, you know, Clark Kent, Superman being too powerful. Yeah, I mean, like, you trust her? Referring to Kara. Yeah, and he, being Batman and he's prepared for everything, he has some kryptonite within his mech suit that he's wearing, like, on his person, just in case. Um, And I can't remember... If he is going to use it on her or offers it to Kate. I think he he gives it to Kate Mm -hmm. because she has it. Yeah. Because that becomes important later. Yeah, yeah. A bit later. Mm -hmm. And, like, Kate is, like, slowly coming to the realization that this is not, this man cannot be the paragon of courage. This cannot be who she has been seeking to emulate, whose footsteps she's been attempting to follow in. Right. Which is just a huge moment for her because Kate came on her own, like, you and I have talked about this a lot, how we don't really know why she's wearing the suit yet. Yeah. And, I mean, at this point, it seems that she doesn't know anymore either. Because right. if she's not emulating Bruce, then what the fuck is she doing? And yeah, she yeah. doesn't want to be this guy because he doesn't trust anyone. And... Yeah, she was seeing a lot of her personality in him. Yeah. And, like, even if it is a crazier version of her cousin, she thinks that, like, give it enough time and this is what will happen she recognized a lot yeah a lot of her own tendencies yeah yeah and that was scary and then Mm -hmm. she leaves with the kryptonite 
And with Kara. She kills them. She does kill them. Yeah. Right. Well, like <laughs> them. Um, oh, yeah, because he he threatens Kara. Yeah. Yeah. Like the attack or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. And she's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there is a bit of a point where Kate Kane is not sure about Kara because he did yeah. make a good point about her being too Yeah, powerful. people having too much power yeah. and not having to answer to anyone. Yeah. You know, if they don't like what you say, they can just do it anyway. Like, yeah. And yeah, and Kate holding on to the kryptonite thing, which maybe she took off his dead I body. Feel like she did, yeah. But... Um Yeah, her hanging on to it was a very cool moment that mm-hmm. you and I both agreed was it was a very Batman thing. Yeah. But then to be safe and cautious. Yeah, to save it just in case. Yeah. Um, but shortly thereafter, um, she, like, she makes her own decision. She reveals to Kara that she kept it. Yeah. And then destroys it. Right? No. No? She's like, like, kind of like, I am sorry, like, that I have this. I yeah. took it and, you know, I, 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 I know I don't need it because, like, I can trust yeah. you. And she offers to destroy it. But then Kara is like, no, you should keep that. Mm, and there's this right. moment of like, you know, because anything can happen, she could get yeah. possessed by some other right, like the red thing. sun or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Kara also trusts Kate, Kate to have that to have check. It. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like a real bonding moment for those two characters. But and like, it's it's so good yeah. for both characters and I can't wait for them to team up. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I want to see even in the other crossover where Batwoman was introduced. Yeah. Their little scene together was yeah. like we should do this again sometime. <laughs> like world's finest. And then like later, I think it's in like hour 4 or 5 or yeah. something. Kate shows up in cars like Kate's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. is. They're paired up like the whole time. I know. Which I liked and I didn't because right. it sort of felt like they were segregated, but they did a lot of good development for their characters. Right. Yeah. So the way hour three ends after the disappointment with the Flash mm-hmm. is that all of the Earths get destroyed. Yeah. Our oh, paragons end right. up zapped into... Oh, we forgot uh, just to mention that Brennan Ralph also got to play... Oh, fuck, that's right. <laughs> got to play a different Earth Superman... So we had two Supermen, but Brendan Ralph had also played Superman in 2006, I want to say. Um, and it's that same Superman that we right. get to see, so it's like a continuation of that story. Side note, Tyler Hoechlin, mm-hmm. however you say his last name, his I just want to like yeah, yeah. quickly, his Superman is lovely. It's just it like really one of is. the best iterations of the character that, I mean, one of the best ones that I have responded to. Really? He's just like... And he's friendly, and he's not like. What other ones have you seen? Like I know I we saw the watched... Brandon Ralph one. Yeah. Um, I've seen Henry Cavill mm-hmm. do it, and like Superman has just always felt very unapproachable, untouchable because he's so perfect. Yeah. And like austere almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. There's just something about that Superman that he just like. He is delightful. I do think he is one of my very gentle well. and. Um, and I, I like Henry Cavill, too, but the Cavill version is very much like what the comics are now. <laughs> like, if I see Henry Cavill in glasses, I don't think, like, he's mild-mannered, meek, 
<laughs> right. He's still cut like right. from stone. <laughs> still just an insane specimen of humanity. <laughs> right. You know? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But yeah, the Tyler Hochelin yeah, yeah. Superman. Um even like I watched a few episodes of Supergirl and I saw some of the ones that he was in and just like no ego, very willing to like step aside and let Kara do the saving and take the credit and like he just you know, he wants to help people. Very delightful. Clark Kent from yeah. Kansas or And that's wherever. the thing, when he's like, wearing the glasses, he feels like a real person. Yeah. And that's like the point. Yeah. Yeah, just um, a very down to earth yeah. Superman. And every time I see his version of Superman, it does make me interested in the character for that little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I um, wanna hear what he has to say. Yeah. But we don't see him much in Christmas because um, Brandon Routh replaced him. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, we also have Kara. Oh, also um, Black Lightning shows up. Yeah, which Black is... Lightning is another... I don't even know what network it's on. Yeah, we should watch that show. Actually, it might be the CW. I think it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, because we saw ads for it. Right. Pre-crisis. Um, but we have all the Paragons together. The Brandon Routh Superman is... Um, Hope? Yeah, hope. No, Kara's hope. Trust? And Pixie Dust? I don't know, he's one of them. I don't know, he's one of the Paragons, it's fine. Um, but then... But then, like, af- so after fucking all the Earth <laughs> After fucking died, every single Earth. All the Paragons are on the Wave Rider, which is the ship in Legends of Tomorrow, and then they get sent to the Vanishing Point. Right, that's what um, it's called. All the paragons, like a safe spot, in no place in time or in the universe that they can be. Um, And we have all the seven paragons because they're the ones that can save the multiverse. Right. And then at the like close to the last moment, uh, Brennan Ralph Superman like explodes essentially (laughs) with light and shit. And Lex Luthor is standing in his place, and he's like, "Huh, I didn't think that would work." Because he had ripped a page from the Book of Destiny mm. and changed the future. And changed, yeah, the reality so that... So that he was the paragon of yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Yeah, Fucking so that's where Howard 3 ended, and then we had, like, a month to sit in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do think that was an interesting way to end Yeah. first part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was frustrated. I know. I do think the second half, though, is way better. The second half is great. The second half felt more like one single movie mm-hmm. than, like, two different hours. Because yeah, they did yeah. show back-to-back. Um, the pacing was much easier to yeah. be involved with. It didn't seem as fast. Which makes sense, because to do two hours back-to-back, um, it, it would have been a lot to have to focus on. Mm-hmm. Instead of having it in manageable chunks. Right. Yeah, so what even happened? Um, I don't died. remember a ton of it. I think yeah. hour four, though, is the episode where, so, Green, uh, Oliver Queen comes back as the Spectre. Right. And A Spectre. Did, oh, I thought he was the Spectre. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, is a Spectre, not to be confused with Millie. <laughs> Very niche joke for only you, really. Right. Yeah, my mom doesn't listen yeah. to this. <laughs> um, and, my grandma. Right. Uh, context, I guess. 
Um, and I'm pretty sure Barry is has to like wants to carry everyone through the Speed Force. Right. Yeah, um, that's where Kate sees Oliver. Yeah, and something happens that they all get blasted to different like pockets of the Speed Force. Right, and he has to like collect them or something. Um. Yeah. And then they all end up on like that place. Like where... the anti monitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His anti whatever. Yeah, I mean, I was We're gonna say though that. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while since we watched it. Um, which is funny because Arrow's episode is up on Netflix. But just Arrow's. Just Arrow's because all the other shows are still running. Right. Um. Something okay. happens where Barry Allen is in a version of Star Labs and we see Ezra Miller's version of the Flash. <laughs> yeah. And they have this whole scene together where they're not sure who's yeah. real or like, whatever. What are you wearing? Yeah, like, and it's just, it was one of the moments I had no idea was coming. Yeah. It was another wonderful cameo. Another scream moment. Yeah, I like shat myself. Poop in the pants. <laughs> we um, have to get a new couch. Right. And <laughs> that side is disgusting. It absolutely is. Soiled it. Um, and so all the people that got blasted off into different pockets of the Speed Force right. have to find their way back using Oliver's Spectre right. as a guide. To, yeah, to guide them to where they need um, to be. And then, yeah, then they end up on the anti-monitor leaning, the, like, you know. the place where, like... I don't know where the... Oh, the monitor went back to the beginning of the universe. Yes. And fucked it up. Right, and created created the anti-monitor. The anti-monitor universe. Right. And the anti-monitor. So they had to go back to that point... To stop it. To stop it. Right. And that's our shot of, like, all of our heroes lined up together. Yeah. Fighting... The money shot. Like, back to back. Avengers assemble. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Which is great, and then it seems like they have stopped the enemy. Yeah. But it's it's still happening. Mm-hmm. The thing that they're supposed to stop, um, and Oliver realizes that he has to like go and stop it. Yeah, he has to like be the one to fight the anti monitor. And... Yeah, to lay down his life yeah. so that the the universes can come back. Yeah. Which he does, yeah. and. Lovely. It is. Yeah, the Paragons have to do something while they're... They have to, like, think really hard about something. I don't know. I think they... I mean, essentially, yeah, that's what happens, though. They all, like, hold hands and, like, the power of love will defeat you. Right. It's exactly that cheesy. But I loved it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they couldn't... They very much could not go and help Oliver or go uh and save Oliver because the point was that... He had to be the one to do yeah. that. that. I guess that was the deal. The Paragons gave him the power. Yeah. To the make power his of sacrifice. love. The power of love. <laughs> the power of love. It is. It's a, good, it's a curious thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and as Oliver is fighting the anti-monitor, he says the wonderful line, "You have failed this universe," which is perfect. That yeah. is exactly how Oliver Queen should go out Mm -hmm. much better than his hour one oh i guess i'm dead yeah the fact that he didn't say it there you know was like okay this cannot be right right. (laughs) 
this is not Oliver Queen deserves more. Right. And he got it, and then he fell and wasn't quite dead yet, and Barry and Sarah mm-hmm. rushed to be with him while he died. And, yeah. yeah. Giving them the words they need to carry on. Yeah. Um, and so apparently we find out in Hour 5 and throughout like the like beginning parts of the next phase of all of this yeah. on the different shows, um, not... So Oliver's sacrifice, not all of the Earths came back, mm-hmm. and they did not come back the same. Yeah, including and, Earth Prime, the Earth that right. we're on. Yeah, so Hour 5 is defining sort of the boundaries of the, of New Earth Prime, mm-hmm. because they, don't, they still don't really explain what happened, and they don't actually fully tell us until the final episode of Arrow, yeah. where we find out that like Oliver's like intentions mattered when bringing these Earths back. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna cry? I might. Okay. It's just I'm also might. gonna have to check the ribs in seven minutes. Okay. So, you know. That's fine. We're not gonna wrap it up. Right now. No. We're, <laughs> we're gonna have to keep going, but for at least like twenty more. Okay. Minutes. You might just have to either pause or vamp. I'll pause probably. Okay. Great. I'm not talking cry. to no one. <laughs> You're not talking to no one. <laughs> um. What were we talking about? Oliver. Oliver making a sacrifice, bringing right. back all the other Earths. Right. Um, he falls. Yeah. Sarah and Barry are there. Um, we cry. We cry. We move on. <laughs> well, then in the next... Yeah, hour five is what we're talking about. All right. So, yeah, the Earth came back, but not in the same way as it did before. So... We see the Flash running around Star City. Um, Chasing a villain who he has not dealt with before, but is responding to him as though she knows him. As, yeah, they have like this history together. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, and when he, I'm pretty sure he's the one that saves things. Yeah. Because then he gets his picture taken with somebody. Right. Um. Kara shows up. Yeah. And, and they're like, wait. She's like, what are you doing on Earth 3? Or, or, or on my Earth. Or on 33. And yeah, and she's like, what? No. What, you, what are you doing on Earth 1? Um, yeah, because those two shows had previously, yeah. the characters had existed on separate Earths, but apparently they don't anymore. Yeah. So when, so you have Earth Prime and then you have all the multiverse spreading out into infinity. And then the crisis destroys them all, going inward to Earth-1, which is the last to be destroyed. When Oliver created the universe again, um, he created Earth-Prime, and then as they were pulling apart and making so many other Earths, shit got jumbled up in there. Right. Which <laughs> got jumbled up in there. <laughs> so things from Earth-33 have now implanted themselves onto Earth Prime. The upshot of this is that not only do Barry and Kara exist on the same Earth now, but according to everybody else except the people who were part of Crisis, they have always existed on the same Earth. History has been rewritten. When the Earths were recreated, so was their their histories. With all these alterations and alternate histories. Yeah, so what this means going forward is that the timelines 
are different. Mm -hmm. So anything that happens moving forward, like it's continuity is really no longer a factor. Yeah. Which we have seen in um, in comic books over the years. They will reboot the timeline. And that was exactly why Crisis was started in the, oh, back really? in the day. It's supposed to huh. reset the universe so that they can tell new and And we haven't stories. really seen that in the TV show. <clears throat> no. Uh, yeah, so this is, we're sort of in new territory. Where I we mean, have... they didn't even do that in Endgame. Right. Like, spoilers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, when they bring the Earth back, it's... Yeah, everybody remembers. Everyone remembers. Yeah. Things, the, things, everything's the everything same. Everything still happened. Yeah. 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 So, this is going to be interesting to mm-hmm. see, moving forward, what the changes were and, and how that has affected. we've already seen some of that. Yeah. Um... So, aside from, like, the crisis event, in the Flash's newer episode, like, Jitters reopens and is immediately robbed. Right. And the guy that robs it has robbed it in two other timelines. (laughs) I saw somebody posted a photo of him from all three different seasons. And, yeah, it's every time the things get reset, (laughs) that shit happens. Um, So, now... Their personal histories, like you said, with the villain not recognizing. Um, Them not recognizing. The yeah, villain. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the people who were a part of Crisis remember How the linear were. timeline, yeah. I guess. Um, and the ones the ones that weren't Paragons, that weren't directly involved, um, Martian Manhunter, yeah, yeah. like, you know, went back to each of them and so that they could remember everything. implanted those memories back in their head. Which so. is useful for character development. Yeah. <laughs> so the universe can be different, but the people that we know are still basically the same. Right. Um, it does beg the question, how much of the current history do they know? Because yeah. there's... Yeah. There are many different things. This is like the problem with time travel and whatnot, but we won't get into so that. So many problems with time but travel. But one of the biggest things, apart from Kara and Barry now being on the same Earth, right? Um, and we see Cisco like drawing out the new <laughs> yeah. Earth that's been created and trying to figure out where cities are. Right. But on Batwoman, yeah, her Kate Kane's her sister. presumed dead sister, Beth, yeah. who we were told like became crazy and became Alice, right? She was from one of these extra Earth. Yeah, in a like a different Earth with a different Kate, and like mm-hmm. a, events shook out differently. Yeah, and yeah, so she ends up on Earth Prime in Gotham with yeah. Kate, who does who not respond well initially. Thanks to Alice trying to pretend to be her sister, right? Instead of like crazy Alice that we've yeah. seen, and we're told in like minute one that it was her sister. Right, it is. It's just the sister of that Earth, and then I'm pretty sure the episode that comes back, they almost can't yeah, they coexist can't. Yeah. Um, in the same reality. But also, just like on along the note that Oliver was responsible for much of this, um, Oliver totally would have given Kate back her sister. Yeah. Family has always been incredibly important to Oliver, yeah. and giving. I mean, in in his on Earth Prime, his mother got to live. Yeah. So like. All of the changes are very personal for Oliver. Including uh, Lila and Dig get Sarah back. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the fact that... (laughs) 
And so baby Sarah was erased from the timeline because of one of Barry Allen's flashpoints. Yeah, the biggest fuck-up of Barry's uh, (laughs) flashpoint. Yeah, I guess it is his biggest fuck-up to date. (laughs) Yeah, he brought his parents back for selfish reasons. His mom. But they, his okay. mom, all right. <laughs> they were together, I guess. His family was together because yeah. he was a selfish whore. And then he went to fix it, and then he kept fucking it up. Um, so, yeah. And that was something also online, like, justice for baby Sarah <laughs> and shit like that. Because when he rewrites the timeline, they now have a son instead. Baby John? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because Connor... Right. Is the one that's actually that tiger villain's kid that they adopt. The guy that had like the claws that Barry or that Oliver teamed I'm up with. Zero percent invested. Anyways. So. <laughs> In Oliver's children and Barry's. Nope. You know what? It doesn't matter. Go on. <laughs> so now Diggs has Sarah and John. Right. Two babies. Yeah. And the whole thing, like we were saying, it's. Oliver having so much um, wanting, like, family is the most important thing to Oliver. Yes. His mom is back now. Which is crazy. Absolutely like, crazy. That was lovely. But like, couldn't bring back the dad, his dad, because it would... It would have changed his entire life. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't have given him something to, like, strive for. Right. He would um, have failed the city. Yeah. Continued failing the city. And the one thing that, like, he even brings back Detective Lance. Which, yeah. Um, which was wonderful nice. because I missed him. Yeah. Um, but did not bring back the original Laurel Lance. Right. Instead we have, I don't even remember what her other name was um, on Earth 2, but Laurel Lance's doppelganger. Right. Um, I think his name was Laurel. I meant, I would meant like the character that she Black was. Black Siren. Black Siren. That's nailed the, it. Um, so she is wondering why Oliver didn't bring her back and kept me here instead. Right. Um, and then it's it's just you know. Yeah. So yeah. So Arrow had a couple of episodes left after Crisis, which mm-hmm. was weird. Um, I mean, it, I'm glad they got to I'm glad they got the last episode yeah um the second to last episode I thought was really dumb and was seemed to be in the service of kicking off a pilot for yeah it was a backdoor spin-off pilot. that they're trying to do which I was not interested in in any way mm-hmm. um and I don't know why because it was based around strong women but I was annoyed with Mia the whole time <laughs> She showed up where I didn't think she needed to be, and then just kept being there. <laughs> well, tell us how you really feel. I just did. Weren't you listening? What? <laughs> but the Arrow finale was mm-hmm. exactly what it needed to be. Yeah. It was just a beautiful way to close off this character who started this universe. Yeah. And um, quick, one more thing about Crisis. Okay. Um that I can't remember now. Oh, so it was important. It was important. Um, Yes, there it is. (laughs) So the Earth mourns for the loss of Oliver Queen. The female president. The female president, exactly. Um, So, like, the whole world recognizes Oliver as a hero, essentially. 
um, and they build him a statue um, that says he saved this city on the bottom of it, which is beautiful. Are you crying? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the heroes, who are also mourning the loss of their friend... Oh, fuck, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't Sorry. know how we could not have done this earlier. Right. Um, they... There was a warehouse that they practiced in. It was an old airplane hangar. Um, that we had seen in previous crossovers. Yeah. And you were like, that looks like the Hall of Justice. Yeah, they would show like shots of the outside of it, and it was like overgrown with foliage and stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. That looks like the Hall of Justice. Like, <laughs> And that's like in one of the earlier crossovers. And they kept showing like more and more of it, and you were like, yeah. that's the Hall of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because there's, like, the fountain outside. Right. And like, they must just arches. not be allowed to say it. Because yeah, there must be something. Right. Why is it Why, why is, is it Why there? are they being weird about that? Like, it's super cool, but it's also, like, they're just not acknowledging <laughs> Yeah, they're dancing around it. To them, it's just an airplane hangar, whatever. Right. Um, but then, in this crossover, we go back to that location, and they have Oliver's suit in a glass box on display. Yeah. Um, and they light a ceremonial like arrow in flames yeah. um, to have a moment of silence for to honor Oliver. Oliver Queen. And then Barry's like, and you know, I was thinking, <laughs> that's basically what he starts with. And that's who he is. And like, you know, the world's going to need us again. Mm. And I thought it would make this whole thing easier. And you saw something in like the background of the shot. And you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, because, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so it's this moment that's happening where they're like eulogizing Oliver Queen. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they're, you know, it's just real sad and everything. And then Barry, like the focus is on Barry, and he's like walking back and telling the story or whatever. And in the background, <laughs> I see this. It's covered with out a sheet. of focus. It's covered with a sheet, and I'm like, like, like kind of studying it, the shape. And I was like, no, they they can't be, no. And then they did. <laughs> and then Barry rips the sheet off, and we have the round table with seven chairs. Everyone had their logo is on the back of all the chairs. There is a giant, like, shield st- with a star, like a badge, in the center of the table. And then there's one chair left for Oliver Queen. Yeah. And they they do the Hall of Justice. <laughs> they do it so well. And our couch will never be the same. <laughs> I poop my pants again. <laughs> we should have gotten him a diaper by this point. Yeah, probably. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's on you. A little bit. <laughs> Thank you. And and so they like have this moment. um, Yeah, where they're just like, oh, this is cool. Like they're all together. This is where they're gonna do their crossovers and talk about things that are happening in the world. Um, And then we hear like this, this like monkey, and Oliver or. Uh, yeah. It would have been Oliver, but right. Barry, who's the new Oliver, is just like looking around like he says something like I wonder why this place was so cheap or something. Um 
I can't actually remember what it is. Yeah. But he's like, is that is that a monkey? And then like it pans to the outside, and there's like this open cage with the word Gleek on it, and that is the monkey for the Hall of Justice that's just like bombing around, like as they're solving crimes and saving the universe. Monkey's just like eating a banana in the corner as like an what unofficial mascot. <laughs> um, but the, comic books the, are so The monkey weird. also belongs to the Wonder Twins. Uh, which they combine their rings and they can mm. transform into anything like a bucket of water. All right, is that relevant right now? I mean, yeah, because they also worked with the Justice League on the Super Friends. And that's my whole point, is that they're all Super Friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that entire universe cool. just got better. The and... fact that they did that, and like, I don't know what it means for the future. Right, so in... yeah, neither does anyone. In era, the Arrow finale, um, I don't know how much you wanted to, more you wanted to talk about the Arrow finale. I wanted to touch on it. Okay. We're going to close that off. Yeah, yeah. So at the very end, Diggs is given the... Dig, not Diggs. Diggs. Dig. David Diggs. <laughs> David John Diggs. John Diggle. Dig. Don't, isn't the nickname though Diggs? No, it's Dig. I Always feel like Diggs. somebody says Diggs. You say Diggs because you fuck it up. <laughs> it's true. just Dig, I promise. Fine. Dig. A Huntskeeper Skornsky. Mr. Diggle. Sure. <laughs> is giving like the final voiceover of like, you know, what it means for them and like their future and everything. Okay, so before that, so the finale of Arrow is like a lovely memorial to Oliver and they yeah. do like an Iron Man style funeral. Yeah. And like, I was, you know, watching the whole episode and watching all of these characters that we haven't, some of them that we haven't seen in several seasons come together. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, I kind of get why they're not bringing in the other heroes because, you know, this is about Arrow. Yeah. But then Barry and Kara showed up for the funeral. Yeah. And it was just like a quick second, which was all it needed to be because they were friends and they, and they respected him. Yeah. Barry especially yeah. would not have missed that. Yeah. 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 Go on. Um... Digs. <laughs> no, now there was something else I wanted to talk about because you said it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It, okay, great. It was literally just about moving on. Yeah. Like. Um. So, oh, Felicity also comes back. Which, like, she fucking she better. She should have been the first one there. Um. But yeah, Mia. Yeah. Maya. Mia. Mia. Yeah, she she's there. Thea's there. Like her, his half sister's there. Rory, who was Rory's there for there. like yeah. four episodes. But yeah. like everyone comes back, and Dig is <laughs> the one giving the eulogy because of course he's his brother. Yeah, he would. Um, and I believe it's the eulogy that he's talking about, like things in the universe and yeah, yeah. Um. That things are unpredictable and you don't know what's out there and, you know, family is the strongest thing. And, like, everything you want. You right. Know, eulogy, but yeah, also yeah. from For Dig. the conclusion of yeah. Arrow. And it's showing, like, snippets of, like, where everyone is and what they're doing. Right. And it shows Dig, who has now moved to Metropolis, um, which... We oh, don't have time whole, to get into does a whole that. other thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and... There's this, it, it kind of just looks like a meteorite on fire crashing to the ground. Yeah. 
And I'm sitting here like, if Dig is in Metropolis, then what does that mean? Is there like, I was thinking like other Kryptonians that crashed down right. and why Dig would be there and all these things. Right. And then Dig goes up to the thing because he's no stranger to the... To the weird. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> right. Um, Although he wasn't in Crisis very much either. That's true. Um, and the parts that he was in was like not as good as they should have been. Yeah. Um, and he like finds this box or whatever and then he opens it up and there's this green light emanating out of it. And it's... End scene. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's where it ends. Yeah. And I lost my shit because... Again. <laughs> I pooped a third time. It's been more than three. In that episode. Sure. <laughs> that checks um, out. That in, and I've talked about this, I'm pretty sure in the live stream maybe, and then in a few other episodes when we've touched on it, but the Barry Allen from Earth 90 came back in a crossover once, was next to Dig and was like, John, oh, I almost didn't recognize you uh, without your ring or something real spot on mm. about him being a potentially a Green Lantern from a different Earth. Mm. And if all the Earths yeah, got shuffled got shuffled around, it would make a hundred per hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Why did not you warn me? <laughs> yep, that is the name of the show. Um, Bam. I it would finger guns. You make a hundred percent sense. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> that Dig, almost said it that time, that Dig <laughs> would be, have the Green Lantern ring, and Jon Stewart, who is um, a Green Lantern in the comic books, is super important, and, like, that would, I would just love that journey for him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Arrow ended, and it was great. Um in summary. <laughs> right. We discussed Kate Kane and what is happening in her universe. Yeah. Um, Flash, again, still is sort of the voice of how this multiverse thing is going to work going forward. Yeah. Um, we've only had one episode of Flash since Crisis. Right. And it was amazing. Yeah. You might actually like Iris for the first time in six seasons. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A- yeah, absolutely. And Dig also shows up. In this first episode. Doesn't mention anything about his mysterious green box. No, so we're not sure of the timeline of that, if that was a super flash forward. (laughs) Super flash forward? I hate you. (laughs) Nothing. Like, more than the average flash forward. (laughs) I'm going to leave forever. Goodbye. No. Yeah, so Flash is sort of reestablishing how the world works. Yeah, because the world is different. Right, yeah. Dig shows up to give Barry Oliver's mask, which was bequeathed to him. And, yeah. you know, Barry has a very realistic freak out of dealing with what that means. And mm-hmm. uh, big news is that Cisco apparently left. We don't know what that means. We don't know where he he's going or how long he's gone. about leaving because... So he gets his powers back. The vibe powers. Yeah. Um, however, because in the earlier season he yeah it wasn't the beginning of the season he gives up his powers with the the quote-unquote cure for right. meta mm-hmm. um dark matter basically a, yeah a, sure. a vaccine for dark matter right <laughs> um and so he's dealing with getting his powers back 
but also that like the the Nash or the wells that we have on this earth um really fucked up hugely um and all inadvertently got rid of his well like yeah. on earth 2 like earth 2 doesn't exist anymore right um yeah like jesse quick is gone yeah the hr who yeah, is, yeah yeah it just sends cisco down this like path of i don't, I don't like, know like what should i have done yeah and, like yeah, so Cisco needs some time. Mm-hmm. He and his binder are going to go somewhere. Yeah, he has to also figure out the history yeah. um, of all the their past Like where fights. all the bad guys are. There's like a Pokemon card yeah. size book of all, all the, villains. the villains that they've dealt with. Yeah. And the rules have changed. Yeah. And Cisco's having trouble coping with that. Right, so he has to figure out who he is in this post-crisis world, yeah. which is a direct quote. Um, yeah, so that's where the Flash is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Iris is chasing down leads and... Yeah, being a badass for the first um, time. And... There's this mysterious villain called Black Hole. Right. Um, which, like, literally shoot like, has a hired gun to shoot what's approximate to a black hole, I guess, that, like, right. eats up everything that it that has touched it right very sci-fi uh, yeah yeah and i'm pretty sure like the only real prediction i can make based on what we've seen is that black hole is the kid chester the, yeah or whatever yeah. the kid that had dark matter in his right. eyes but I don't also what happened to him. i think they cured him but because yeah. earth oh, fucked up right. again i think they have a villain now um <laughs> nice <laughs> which makes his whole inclusion in the beginning makes sense right because that didn't didn't lead up to anything other than okay yeah like big tension uh, i know barry like runs through a black hole and catches him out of the center of it and out the other black hole but even the material when those purple black holes hit right yeah it does look like his thing his eye goo gross Um, (laughs) yeah i don't know what it was his eye black holes right so Arrow's over. Kate Kane has her sister back. Flash yeah. is being awesome like the Flash. Um, Supergirl, Lex Luthor's now apparently a good guy. So when the Earths were redone, Lex Luthor always has an ulterior motive with right. everything he does. Right. And For he, real estate or something. He knows what, you know, the others, the other Earths were like because he was part of that whole right. endeavor. But he was able to rewrite his role in the universe um, or in that earth where he is like he's not the president he is he's like yeah whatever like the city council member he's like a figurehead in metropolis or national city right um is a good guy has nobel peace prizes yeah um everyone loves him and car is the only one that's like like, that dude is not good and right. I don't trust him. And then he lets her know he's in on it too. And like, there's nothing she can do because if she kills a good guy. Right, then she's a bad guy. Like a bad PR thing. Right. Yeah, so that's where Supergirl is. It's we don't quite crazy. know where Legends is because they're um, going to be everywhere. So since they're a time traveling band. They can be wherever the fuck they want. They're, what it looked like is that they're going back in time and trying to fix history in certain ways. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know what that will do. I, it just looks like a really fun show, and I'd love to watch it, but probably won't. Good luck. 
<laughs> it's just with Batwoman and Flash, I get everything I need right. out of these. Like, Arrow was it, but now yeah. Batwoman has taken its place. Yeah, so that's where we yeah. are with Crisis and with this post-Crisis world. Yeah, Excited like a super strong universe and wonderful characters, and I'm so glad it exists. Kate um, Kane's episodes, like the episodes of Batwoman, have gotten consistently better, yeah. and it, like to the point where I, we sort of wondered if they were just killing time until Crisis, because yeah. they couldn't do anything super cool with her. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it really yeah. depends on how this Alice and Beth thing plays out, Yeah. because... What we have here, or what we saw last time, um, can really change the rest of her character arc for this season. Yeah. And it would only make sense because the first half of the season was all about, like, who Beth is, or Alice is, or whatever. Yeah. And now they have to make a choice, like, which one's going to stay, and will, if it's Beth, will she eventually become Alice? Right, and it also, I mean, it establishes a precedent for the rest of this universe. Yeah. That if extras show up from other Earths, yeah. like they have to be done away with. Yeah. Or you know, yeah, the yeah. rules, the rules are different. The game is different. The players are the same. Yeah. That's and where we are. They can literally cast anyone they want to as Batman now because yeah, know, they've kept him off screen, but also the Earth. Like, everything's changed. Yeah, we got, like, a huge payoff moment in Crisis. Mm -hmm. I I almost sort of hope they cast another unknown, like, Tyler. I would like that, too. You know, as much as as cool as it would be to see, like, Ben Affleck, for whatever reason, (laughs) show up. (laughs) To agree to do, like, a stint on the CW. You know? Write him a letter. No, because Kevin Kevin Smith has done Mm. episodes of Supergirl and the Flash. Oh, yeah. And he is, like, he has a show called Fat Man Beyond, so, like, right. his ties with Batman are deep, and now he's friends with Ben Affleck again. Cast Kevin Smith? Yes. I mean, he's thin now, he just has to shave his beard. Wow, so Batman has to be thin. No, he doesn't. That's rude. But Kevin Smith would have been the first to tell you that. <laughs> he would also never play Batman. No, he Not said, in, like, a serious capacity. If he was, if he had been friends with Batman... Or Ben Affleck, sorry. <laughs> if he had been friends with Ben Affleck when he was being Batman, yeah. Kevin Smith was like, I could have been like the Penguin, and Jay Muse <laughs> could be like the Riddler, and this would be so cool. Cause, be a family production. Yeah. If it okay. were made in the 90s, it would definitely have been. But that's where the DCCW is. The DCEU is also taking, taking a different drive. turn yeah. and we'll get to that in our next episode but i think that is the perfect place to stop love it love you let's get out of here all right <laughs> thanks for listening my name is matthew the dr danko i'm the flash no <laughs> i'm hillary Crump. that's right um and i'm gonna go make ribs and potato salad bye bye Once the show ends, please don't shed those tears. We'll come back again, so have no fear. Oh, 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 we told you that it just might end up this way. What's the show called again? You cannot be saying, why didn't I you want me? Why didn't I you want me now? Why didn't I you want me? Why didn't I you want me?
Nobody now you won't need now.